Sunday, May 1st. We're starting to see now. We have had an effect here, but not the one we attended. More episodes won't change the past, mine or anyone else's. We have to become more. The people need hope. To know that somebody's uploading an episode for them. This community is angry and scarred. Our scars can destroy us, even after the scoopers play with our emotions. But if we can survive them, they can give us power to endure, and the strength to fight. And you're listening to episode yeah, 136 of the Vigilante 1939 <laughs> podcast. And we are a father-son best fight dynamic. We talk about all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. In this week's episode, we're discussing episode 5 of Moon Knight and breaking down everything that went down at this year's CinemaCon. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nick Zanik. And before I introduce my co-host, I would like to remind you all of your listeners, that we are available anywhere you get your podcasts at. That includes Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts. Feel free to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, and we will read your review on air. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find shows like The World's Finest and Out of Theater Reactions on the latest comic book movies. Lastly, feel free to check out our two public story, Vigilante 1939, and help yourself to anything you may like. Now, joining me... Each and every week are the one, the only, Nico and Nick Caruso Jr. How are you guys doing, gentlemen? Dude, you have you have some inner Matt Reeves in you because yeah, because that was that was written by you. That was not something that uh it was really good. That's all I'm gonna say right now. I have nothing to follow that with. It was fantastic. Proceed. I think Proceed. we just start the show <laughs> that right was now. Really yeah, good. Exactly. That was really good. Um hello everyone. Yeah, no, see, like I'm trying to follow it and I can't. Um, Dick, pick off the first thing. We're going to start very uh, somber before we get into some fun. Yeah, you know, um, so unfortunately, the news came down. I think it was, was it Friday? I think it was Friday. That uh, the legendary artist himself, Neil Adams, passed away. And uh, I was, I believe I was at work. I was at a meeting and you, I was in the middle of a presentation. And of course, I'm terrible. I still look down at my phone and I saw that and I was really taken aback by it. Um, he was so important to me, Neil Adams. And I'm being honest here. He, it wasn't like he drew the first Batman comic that I, that I got off the spinner rack. That was Ernie Chan, Batman 262. But it wasn't too much time after that where somewhere in those early issues, there were advertisements for these treasury editions those big mm-hmm. ones, and I had seen the one I believe with Rasha Ghoul, or the one with the famous uh, uh, scene that everybody's retweeting from Batman Two Fifty One, where he's kind of running and he's got his hand on the ground. You know that classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw those, I, I had to have those because it, it was no disrespect for the issues I was reading, but I'm like, where are these at? How do I get those? And I had to do the preliminary thing where you cut the ad out of the paper and you put like four or five bucks in an envelope and send it away. And when I received those issues, 
I had to research and find out, like, I had just missed the Neil Adams run by a couple of years, right? But you better be make damn sure that I went back and I got all those issues. I got all the back issues, I think, from Mile High Comics. And it was that image of Batman that always stays with me. It's the image that I always think of, the Cape Crusader, the Bronze Age. There were some wonderful tweets on there from um, Josh Lagern about how a lot of people like to credit Frank Miller, but it really was Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams who brought Batman into the character that everybody that we now know him has. So, you know, and he was a great guy. He was a pioneer for other comics. He was an advocate. He was somebody that spoke out, um, very active, a socially active man. And all I could say is that, to me, he's the greatest Batman artist of all time. And I... I'm going to miss him. I'm going to, I'm going to, I celebrate his work. Thank God I've got the omnibus and all the volumes of him. I unfortunately never did meet him at a con or anything like that. That's one of my big regrets in life that I didn't go up to him. I didn't try to, to meet him or didn't go to the cons where he was at. But uh, if I'm rambling, I apologize. It's just, it's a big loss for me. Neil Neil Adams is, is, is about as important to the history of Batman Hazard, the very gentleman that created him. That that's what an effect he had on him. And if you saw during during the last few days, you saw Jason Jason Fabuk. You saw Jim Lee with an unbelievable thread of about eight or nine tweets in succession about the the impact that he had on him. And it's a, it's a loss. I I don't know. I'm rambling. Go ahead. Yeah, he was yeah. the first artist that you kind of taught me about. He's the first one I knew by name when I saw something, and I was like, oh, that's Neil Adams. Uh, you had the hard covers, and then you know, eventually you got the omnibus. You got the back issues. Yeah, that's uh, that instantly became my favorite version look of the character is that super crisp blue with the oval and the gray uh you're still trying to find the perfect figure still trying to find the per- perfect um, figure man maybe they'll do it maybe, now I don't maybe know. they'll I don't do know. it now who knows yeah um, but yeah he he as you've always told me and explained he's done so much for the character and uh it was cool to have that educational piece when i was younger that he really was the one who kind of changed the game and i do of Josh Lagern's tweet, how he said a lot of people credit Frank Miller, but it did happen with you know with O'Neill and Adams here, and uh, it's a massive loss. And um, I hope I hope his loved ones are all safe, and that he was able to spend his last few moments with them because what a true icon for his contributions to the medium and his um, an iconic look of Batman that will live on. So rest in peace to Mr. Neil Adams. And you know, I just want to add Zed too before I'm um, kick it to you is he had a big mm-hmm. impact too on Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, along with Denny, and then he did some X Men stuff, and he, you know, he just really anything he kind of touched was just different. It was, it was a um, just classic renditions of those characters. So for those people that mm-hmm. listen to us, it's not just Batman. Look, look up his bibliography. Look up his what he published, what he drew, and and you'll find yourself, I think, being really pulled into his artwork and and want to see what he did. Even on, I believe it's all on the uh, DC. What is it called now? DC, um, DC Infinite, Infinite or whatever. Yeah. And I believe his work is on Marvel Unlimited or whatever. And so, yeah, there's more than just Batman, but he was the Batman artist for me. Yeah, I nothing. Yeah, nothing really more to say. I mean, rest in power, Neil Adams. You know, he's a true visionary, true pioneer of the industry, and you know he is going to be missed. You know, but hey, gone but never forgotten. So if you haven't read his work, I implore you to please read it, regardless of how dated it may feel. But you know, he's He's an icon, you know, and that blue and gray 
with the oval batman like you guys said that's always going to be my version of batman as well so uh like nico said hope his loved ones are grieving and uh, the way that they seem fit, and um, it's a loss that does hurt. But you know, we gotta we gotta celebrate the guy. So there you go. Amen. I think Denny and him were in the same year, right? Yeah. Or, or within a year of each other, I or whatever. Think, it's I amazing, think, you know. Really, yeah. Really, again, really, the guy is responsible for like seeing a Batman movie, that masterpiece that we just saw that you quoted in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure Matt Reeves would tell you that it, it. Again, I I would tell you that we got that because of them. Amen. Yep. Amen. Well said. It's it's there you go. it's a loss, but it, everyone is paying their respects in the best way that they can, and I think it's sure. very fitting. It's very fitting. So to also move into something that is less somber, but I guess the subject matter of the episode was very somber and very tragic, is we have episode five of Moon Knight that dropped. Um, this one had a very profound impact on everyone. Um, Zed, I want to throw it to you first. What did you feel about episode five of Moon Knight? Did it work? Did it not work? Where are you at going into the finale here? Mm. So I thought this was the best episode of the series for me. Uh, we've been praising that Oscar Isaac has just been on another level just the mm. entire, entire way through in this episode, certainly more than the other ones I would feel like. Um, but yeah, the subject matter uh, definitely caught me. And this one, you know, uh, the way that it was tragically emotional, you know, about this commentary on just grief and trauma, again, kind of taking cues from WandaVision here a little bit. Uh, when you find out that, you know, Steven was just like an amalgamation uh, created by Mark to kind of suppress his feelings, you know, of emotion. So that was a little heavy, you know, and then you obviously get the setup for the end of uh, which does feel like it has to accomplish more than the other finales, I will say. Mm. Um, I'm confident they're going to pull it off, but it feels like where we leave at the end of episode five and what we have to conclude in episode six, I'm sure they're going to pull it off, but I'm a little weary about it, you know, because I feel like we haven't gotten enough of the character to really be invested when all is said and done, but I'm sure they're going to find a way to pull it off. This was a very heavy episode. Uh, Oscar Isaac masterclass performance the whole way through so whatever happens in episode 6 I'm thankful for this show but I hope that they stick the landing you know we don't we don't talk to each other like before these shows or during the week or or like go over each other's takes or anything because like I what Zeddy said is exactly how I feel I like I thought this was one of the best written and acted episodes of of any of the MCU stuff in, in the, in the streaming format that we got and pretty much even for movies too. Like it, it clearly answered everything that I wanted to know about Mark Spector. And it was delivered so beautifully by this, by Oscar. I, I can't, I can't say enough. Um, it was tragic. It was, it was heartbreaking. And I find myself like, just the dialogue between him and Ethan Hawke in the um in the doctor's chambers, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, in the psych ward. It was just great. It when when the you know, the action to me is like it just doesn't work in this show. It hasn't worked yet. And mm-hmm. I think we'd listen to some other podcasts, you'll credit later, where they where they kind of point out the inconsistencies of that. So I mean I can't, I mean, it's, it's great. 
I guess for me, Zed, I don't know that I like Moon Knight. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. the care. Now we know how he became Moon Knight. They, they clearly show us that there. We yeah. go to the scene, the time when all that takes place. Oh, man, I'm like you. I, I don't know what more I want from the finale. I, I don't know what I'm looking. There's still a lot of questions that are unanswered about the character and what's going on with Ethan Hawke. With, it's, it's Heron, is that his name? Harrow. 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 Okay, so make sure say it right. But mm-hmm. much like you said, I'm I'll have to get I, I feel like for me this might be the best. I think next week is the CGI third act. That's that has to happen. Yeah, it it has to happen. It happened mm-hmm. in WandaVision and it was the worst <laughs> part of WandaVision after all these Hold on. Okay, Hold on. okay, okay. Suit yourself. <laughs> I know. Suit yourself. But um <laughs> You know, to all our to all our guys out there, like I'm, I'm probably gonna have to try to find some time and read some Moon Knight so that I can maybe go back and see what this is all about. It's just the character of Mark Spector and what we went through on this episode is fascinating to me. I hope the rest of it I'll care, and it will be fascinating to me too. And uh, I'm, it's just weird. I don't know. I've never. This is a really weird experience for me, this television show, because I it is. I'm in and out of it like it's, yeah. right. Go ahead. It's a very strange <laughs> Which one pun which intended. Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> um it, You know what? That felt weird, but I'll allow it. It's such an anomaly <laughs> because I'm gonna echo the sentiments. And this isn't like you this isn't piling on. I do believe this episode was as good as a lot of people were saying before I caught it. We didn't catch it till what later in the night. Thursday. So a Thursday, lot of people yeah. were watching yeah. it. We were like a day late on it. It, the emotional beats were very strong and the writing, this payoff to Mark Spector and the actual reveal of why Steven exists and how this DID is working was pretty brilliant. And I only use that word occasionally when it comes to some of the MCU stuff. I thought this was really, really fascinating. And Oscar Isaac absolutely knocks it out of the park with his performance. The episode as a whole is interesting because while I do, it feels so standalone to me. It feels so standalone because they picked this, I don't want to call it a bottle episode, but... The flashback episode in WandaVision, which in my opinion is still the best episode of the Disney Plus era, still. It was all worked into that episode. We learned about the sitcoms and and, and, and they worked a lot of the storytelling into it. This episode feels like they really put you on an island to learn about Mark Spector. Because I can still argue this was so brilliant what they did with this episode and for his character and this reveal. And yet I still don't know what this show is about. And they made a very interesting choice to make the Mark Spector DID reveal the whole crux of the show. Which, like I said, on paper is pretty brilliant. I like it. To where I agree with my dad and you, Zeddy. Now when he's Moon Knight and there's action, it's so uninteresting to me. You know? Mm-hmm. I got the most interesting thing I wanted out of this show. I already got it. So 
why, and I know there's technically answers to these, but I, st and this is just me, I still don't really know why we care what Ethan Hawke's doing. I still don't really know why Amit is so bad. I still don't really know the significance of going to the sarcophaguses and getting all these relics and everything. Like, I don't get it because none of that stuff ended up being in this massive payoff. It was all this emotional mm. character study of Mark Spector yeah, and trauma and DID. Do. And yeah. so, yeah, if next week is he's Moon Knight fighting, I'm going to be out of it because I don't, yeah. it, it hasn't he also been, has to become Moon Knight it again. hasn't been <laughs> part of the show. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm saying that not having seen it, they could absolutely knock it out of the park. So what's funny is this episode is so brilliant, but it's almost so above what's going on that it's, it feels so standalone. Like I could just watch that episode and be like, Oh, I, I, I got what they wanted to do with Mark Spector in that show, but I do not understand what the moon Knight show. It's almost enough. The, the story it's enough. This could have been, I know it felt like a true penultimate. This could have been the finale where it ends, where mm -hmm. he comes out of the, if he comes back to life, he puts on the costume and it cuts to black. Almost like a cliffhanger for a second season or something like that. It, it, it can work because mm, I feel like this was everything. Yeah. They have not done, I think, and I and I believe it's all going to come into next week's episode. For me, not being familiar with the character much, Zed, like I said, just dabbling in him with some team-up books with Spidey or whatnot and never understanding how profound the character was, right? I mean, yeah. after mm -hmm. you watch that episode, you're... It's like, I'm like, oh my God, is this, did I miss something? But unfortunately for me, they have to make Moon Knight matter. And if it's just the zany God wants to do basically genocide, it's basically the same story, a little bit different than, than what's his name, than uh, Thanos a little bit, right? I mean, he wants to... He wants to remove the sin, the sinners before you could sin. It's it's a genocide story. It's a God story. See, like I'm forgetting that. I'm forgetting that. I also I also go back to the last it. episode where you you brought up to the fact where the gods like don't know what's going on. There there's some weird stuff it, going it's, on. It's, it's it's that 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 gets really overshadowed by the brilliance of Oscar know, yeah. and what he's doing. So it's like, how do they grip me back in here? And I'm not looking to blasphemize the character because I know a lot of our good friends love him and all that. I just, I just want to care about Moon Knight. Z. can they do this next week or is it just a CGI mm. battle fest? I mean, I would mm. think there's got to be something there, right? Yeah, I also think the one of the things that I think is striking to me is how we've kind of talked about, you know, in the five weeks here of how standalone and disconnected this feels like from modern day MCU. So I'm wondering if the finale is just kind of tool to wheel him into modern day mcu you that know would i be so yeah you know yeah. like like i'm wondering like are we just using the sixth episode to kind of set up teases for his future in mcu are we gonna tease midnight suns here because i i don't know like i said that this finale feels like it has way more to conclude than the other finales well, this you know? why i'm on i love that is we all, thir I still thoroughly look back and really enjoyed Hawkeye, but we will not deny as we, as more time has passed, the Kingpin stuff almost felt like completely unnecessary. When you look, back, yeah, it's like, Hey, Daredevil's coming to the MCU. Here's Kingpin. Yeah. This finale, like another launch pad 
and the story really ended last week and he's having his rebirth and yeah you know what we were listening to a podcast um and and you know nick maybe wants to point it out or whatever or whatnot and they were talking about the show into the west into the west right so one of the things one of the things one of the things that struck me was one of the um commentators was talking about how how he wants more action how when there's been action it's been clunky doesn't look right the fighting doesn't look right it just this reminds me of the time when i was really into the walking dead and the story was brilliant and then there were people going but there's not enough zombies and then they completely and then i would say to them like yeah but we the story is brilliant the zombies Mm -hmm. are the afterthought and and it was like and then the writers of The Walking Dead were like, they started just throwing in over, they over zombified the show, zombified the show to me. And so I guess I'm, I'm in my own mind, we haven't gotten hardly any Moon Knight. So I get it. The Moon Knight fans are mad. I get it. Some really like it though. Okay. Some really. I'm just trying to draw comparisons for myself with that because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And you know, when he's Moon Knight, so this is crazy. I should know this, right? Because we were just watching the show, but he doesn't really have much dialogue, right? No. Like he no. did when he was Steven. When he was Steven, he was kind of dancing around and going, oh, come on, I've got you. So maybe next week what they've got to do is they've got to personalize Moon Knight with some dialogue mm-hmm. as Mark Spector so that we can kind of identify That's a great that point. the character is Mark Spector, that he's in there, and that there's a personality to... Even if it's bad CGI, they've they've got to make me root for Moon Knight. And uh, if they introduce this other character, this is it Jason Lockey or whatever Jake Lockley, Jake Lock- See, who's a little my, more violent. That's right? my other guess. This is where this is where next week. But I will say this: I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> somehow they they somewhat pull it off. It's it's. It's, yeah, it's so interesting because we're talking about an episode that we think was utterly brilliant. And yet we're sitting here going like, but how does it exist with like with the show? You know, I think this is a top. I'm in the moment, but it's okay. I think this is a top five MCU episode because it is so memorable. Mm-hmm. I will say. Upon thinking about it, I could have done without the hippo. And at one point, it was a lot of running around in rooms. So a couple of times, I would be like, all right, they're running. Okay, now now there's something good. But that's, you know, that's just TV. It, it just happens. But it's funny because we're saying all this, and it's like, we're like, but what's going on? I think what's going to happen is they're going to tee up the other identity at the end because I don't think it, I think it's, listen, I'm not a filmmaker or a TV maker or a showrunner. Um, Cause I would probably be terrible at it as much as I think I have great ideas. I would probably be terrible at it. I would imagine it was harder or it would be harder to try to film the three personalities mm-hmm. and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have hit as hard. It was this whole Steven and, Mark thing, and I know they're saying no one signed on for a season two. 
I think something's coming because the brilliance is we got to know Steven and feel for Steven and now we just lost him. Now we feel mm. for Mark. We lost Steven. I think we're going to have to meet another version. Like when he went to the army, mm-hmm. he was still not as violent mm. and he had to make another one to be violent. And he's going to have to that's, deal with that one. And maybe by the end yeah. of season two, there's all three. And that's when we can play with all three. Cause the emotion wouldn't hit hard mm. if there was two versions of him. So I don't know. All that being said is next week they have to make him Moon Knight. You have to bring Kanshu back. You have to figure stuff out with Layla. You have to fight Harrow and the bad god. Well, he was shot too, right? Or was he? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah he was. But apparently, that's the other thing too. He got to resurrect He him. was dead and is he coming back to life? That's what they were doing. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. So there's a lot. There's a lot. And there's it's the shortest episode. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the finale is the shortest. Oh, oh, I, I don't mean to oh wow! Oh, it might have been a spoiler. I, I was <laughs> no, I think somebody posted a, a runtime. I thought, yeah. and it, it, I'm, I might have spoke at it. So let's talk about is that it? Hey, we, final thoughts on Moon Knight. Yeah, two things here. We will see if one is gonna fly over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, so we we will find that out, man. Don't worry, and. I guess the only other thing to you know as far as the action goes is it does feel very Indiana Jonesy. Yes. To me. So I guess I don't know, like maybe like some of the action is just from their perspective. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, because it feels very like nineties CGI heavy. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how they're gonna pull it off. I hope they do pull it off. Uh, because boy, would that be a surprise if this was the first Disney Plus MCU show that doesn't stick to land. Y'all want some live news? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Apparently, no one, people are racing to confirm. Apparently, the Wonder Twins movie got canceled. What? Oh. Apparently, the Wonder Twins movie got canceled. Why? Lots of different information on the state of the Wonder Twins movie. I'm asking around as we speak to see what's going on. Daniel RPK says it's true. The Wonder Twins movie has been canceled. Uh, There's a low key show called The Hashtag Show that broke it, but. Uh, Daniel RPK is someone who is normally on the money. I say normally, not all mm. the time. Is saying it's true. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. After those uh, people just got cast, huh? Interesting. It's a good but, leading because we we're going to CinemaCon, right? But, yeah. Yeah. But then people are saying it's coming from an unreliable source. And three days ago, the actress Isabel May said she's excited to make it. Uh, we'll see. Okay. That okay. was, let's see if someone, okay, Casey Wallace says he doesn't buy it. Uh, he's normally on the money too. So maybe this is uh, misinformation. Who knows? So that was from interesting like, development. To this Who knows? <laughs> yeah. We don't know. I guess. <laughs> but actually let's, let's, uh, let's, let's pivot before CinemaCon. If this does happen, it, kind of makes sense because of all the CW cancellations. So Batwoman and Legend of Tomorrow. Uh, Batwoman three seasons now. Legend of Tomorrow seven. So Legend of Tomorrow been on for a long time. Both shows have been canceled without getting a final season. There's a lot of fans of those shows. A lot of pals of ours. Lauren is the biggest champion of Legends. Our guy Peter Vera is the biggest champion of Batwoman. Uh, sorry to them. Sorry to the fans of the show. These have both been canceled find that very interesting because other CW shows, uh, The Flash and Superman and Lois got early renewals. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Stargirl did too, so it kind of sucks to see a couple of them 
ones that had more, I think, creativity and diversity and representation are the ones that are getting canceled. That's neither here nor there. It's I'm just stating something. Um, so it's sad to see those shows go. At the same time, whoa, if this Wonder Twins news is true, the news of really the merger actually impacting certain creative things is actually true. Well, listen, first and foremost, I, I feel bad for the fans of the show, but I also feel bad for the actors and actresses and writers yeah, and staff who yeah. works on these shows because those were, that's their job. So, but you know, a lot of our guys in the community, myself included, you guys included, we, we like to throw around that it's all about money. And at the end of the day, if the shows are canceled, it's it's not a personal agenda of anybody. It's, no, I, I'm aware. It, it, it's, I'm aware. It's canceled mm-hmm. because, A, maybe the cost to make the show is is a bit much. And coinciding with that, it's not getting the viewership, the advertisement, the advertisements. I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe maybe the Flash, and, and I, I told you the Superman and Lois numbers are down dramatically, but... I, they're probably still drawing more than Batwoman. Now, Legends of Tomorrow had a good run. How many years was it on? Seven seasons. That's a long years. run. Yeah. I mean, they, they made it past 100 episodes, right? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's syndication. Those actors and actresses are going to have a nice little income off that on reruns or whatnot. So, that's all I could say. I, I'm not the biggest CW fan, but I'm also not going to pile on here and be like, oh, like some people are like, that's crap or what. No, I... D, any DC is good DC if it's out there, but you have to recognize first and foremost, it's a business as everybody likes to remind us. I like to remind them. And that's solely the reason that some are allowed to continue on and some are canceled. <laughs> Does the merger play a part in that? I, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Maybe they're mm. really looking to trim stuff and, and or consolidate it or have more of that stuff on the max. I'm not sure, Zeb. Yeah, I mean, I I like the shows, you know, you know, for what they were, you know, at the time. Obviously, some of them I kind of dipped out faster than others. I do still like Stargirl. I am still digging with Superman and Lois. Granted, when it's not on hiatus every other week. Um, but I guess from a business perspective, I guess from Zaslav's perspective, is maybe he just feels like to have CW DC content and then HBO Max DC content. It might feel kind of counterproductive at this point. Mm. So I'm wondering if it's just, you know, instead of having two different pieces of the same content on two different uh, places, you know, one of them's network television, the other is streaming. I think it's just best right now to maybe just merge everything at one place. Because if you're a DC fan, you know, you're watching stuff on the CW and then at the H- on HBO Max, you know, one might say, well, I can just watch CW stuff and not watch HBO Max, right? So I think it's just a more simpler way of just kind of combining everything, keeping what's working and what's not working. And maybe just, I don't know. Cause at the end of the day, HBO max is your premier thing, right? That's where you want all your content at. That's how I see it. Yeah. I don't know if this is true by the one twins. We'll see, but there's definitely people yeah. running with it. So, um, yeah, no, well said. So let's talk about things that are coming <laughs> because you know, thankfully that, that <laughs> that's all we need. So to the surprise, Absolutely no one on this green earth news that is brilliant, but was absolutely not shocking. The Batman is getting a sequel. 
Matt Reeves was on hand at CinemaCon to announce it. Also announced he will be writing it. And the Penguin series is expected to start filming in June. So the continuation of Matt Reeves' Bat-Versed is all steam ahead. We kind of knew this. I don't... Is there anything we want to say other than this is great, this is awesome, this is good news? I'm. I, none of us are unhappy. No. Mm-hmm. Of course Correct. not. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think it's I think it's cool. And I'm glad to know that Mr. Reeves is coming back to do it. Sometimes these directors like to pass things off. But it looks yeah. like this is his it truly is his animal going forward. Mm-hmm. Were you shocked by this news? No, I was waiting for the announcement. I was thinking that we would have got it earlier. It makes sense why we got it at CinemaCon. It's all the theater people are there; they're present, so it makes perfect sense. And WB really mm-hmm. went, um, like went off. They yeah. aside from their DC stuff, they, they, did. they had a very so, strong uh, CinemaCon. It's it's nice. Yep. I, I I feel comforted in the fact knowing that it it's it's a reality. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm great with it. It was wonderful news for me. Is that what you surprised? Yeah, I'm ecstatic that it's happening. Hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. And I think the thing is that I got off guard was that the Penguin show is uh really being fast tracked here. I yeah, mean it's gonna start filming next month. Next month. So I would assume this is an early twenty twenty three release, hopefully. Um, we're gonna film a show right next month and it's gonna be great. Yeah. And if you don't like it, go off yourself. But if you like it, it's gonna be great. And uh, <laughs> good. Reeves is beautiful stirring. No hobble ass bagnol. Let's get it going. Beautiful story. It's great. I'm honest couple pots. We're gonna make them stronger, better. Oh, which is brilliant. And Reeves, <laughs> Mr. Matt Reeves is and oh Robert Pattinson, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, it would have been good anyway if I wasn't in the project, but I am in the project, which makes it better. Shout out to Colin Farrell, legend himself. Um <laughs> just I'm 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 gonna group the rest of the WBDC stuff together because I feel like to go through each one and give reaction to it is going to be overkill. Uh, So there was footage from The Flash, Aquaman 2, Black Adam, and Shazam 2. Some tidbits. Um, If you do not want to know what some of the footage was, maybe skip like five minutes ahead, but I'm just going to run through it. The Flash footage showed some of Keaton. They gave the, you know, famous you want to get nuts line. We also saw Zod and Supergirl in action along with Feyora, I believe. I I also Mm -hmm. believe there was clips of Barry, but no one wanted to say there were clips of Barry. Um, Aquaman 2 footage showed uh, Black Mana, our guy Yaya, uh, Arthur needing to recruit Orm for help. Um, Black Adam is dark, dark footage, very, very heavy in terms of he says heroes don't kill people, but I do. So the rock is really going for it. And Shazam 2, they showed a lot of stuff with Helen Mirren. And, uh, there's like a fantasy of him being on a date with Wonder Woman, but it's not actually Wonder Woman, which it's not gal plays into the (laughs) idea that gal might actually be in this movie. That's highly speculated. Allegedly. That's just speculation. So, um, Listen, it all sounds really cool. I mean, we weren't there. The people who were there seemed to really be blown away by it. Of course, this is footage we might not see for a long time. So I'm excited. It all sounds cool. There's nothing that didn't sound cool. But thankfully, these movies are all coming out, and we will monitor the situations, touch on that, touch on any of that, touch on any of that. Yeah, I mean, I think we all, we've all been of the camp that you need to start using keaton and putting him in the forefront for the marketing for the flash well that was already and yeah we're we're not gonna (laughs) want to spend any time talking about the the controversy or anything but i would i would i would definitely (laughs) definitely continue to use michael keaton to promote that movie um his far as yeah 
Aquaman is concerned too. I would. I would go. I would. Show Michael Keaton. I would. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be mainly Keaton. You know, Nico. What I what I want to tell you is, what I want to tell you is that uh, That's, they should show Michael Keaton. Don't you? Don't you <laughs> oh, sorry. Keep going. I said, no. Yes. <laughs> gonna go ahead and use uh, or uh, yeah, Ezra Miller. Yeah, we're not just gonna we're not gonna show them anymore. Yeah. And I, we're just not going to do Can it. we just do a voiceover? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you <laughs> saw the footage, but it was mainly Michael Keaton. Yeah, we're going to need you to just uh, keep... Just recycle all of his uh, Snyder Cut footage yeah, actually, and put it in the Flash I, I really read through... I mean, he was... Ezra was in a lot of the footage, oh, okay. so yeah, it, it wasn't like yeah. they did do that. And no uh, one tweeted... Listen, <laughs> funny? listen uh, it, I mean, it's not you funny, know, Wonder... CinemaCon, Warner Brothers is there. And they're obviously looking to show some really exciting stuff to the theater owners to let them know what's coming, to be excited about it. I cannot, will not get too elated over any Flash stuff because it is 14 months away. So I I respect everyone that was all goo goo gaga over the let's get nuts line. That's fine. I can't get too excited about any of that stuff. It's just, it's too long into the future. Aquaman is closer, whatever. Again, my my main focus at this point is Black Adam because I really want that to do exceptionally well. I want it to hopefully do well enough that there are spinoffs of it and that the Justice Society gets their foothold with the general audience and that we can see more of them. So that's where I'm at with Warner Brothers right now. It's It's not anything new, right? Was anybody mm-hmm. stunned by anything that you heard? Was anything really revelatory to you? Was there any? Was there anything? Was there anything in that that like shocked you? Uh no, absolutely not. Is that there any, you any thoughts? Any <laughs> there thoughts? you go. Yeah, I, I, all the footage to me sounds uh really cool. I'm man, I'm really rooting for this Flash movie though, man. I gotta, I gotta say, I hope when all of a sudden they can pull all this off. Black Adam looks and sounds pretty epic, man. I'm excited for Aquaman. I'm also rooting for that movie too. Uh, the Shazam Two one is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Um, granted, we did get a little news that it actually moved away from Avatar Two, so it's now coming out a week later. So, uh, hopefully that move pays off for them. Um, why it couldn't have come out before, I don't know, but I think we talked about that already. So, <laughs> um, well, we all know why they moved from Avatar 2. Let's not get that, you know, misconstrued here. Yeah, but... we're going to go ahead and move Shazam yeah. back a week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you got the memo in. If you could just go ahead and move. Yeah, they chickened out over Blue Pocahontas. Those chickens. Did, but I guess it, I, the reception for that was a lot. Uh. I was naive. The reception for that thing was a lot bigger than I thought. And it's going to get a re-release the first one in September. So that's going to be here. Yeah. It's, it's going to further cross the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, I was going to get a little saucy on Twitter. And Nick's always like trying to stop me like I'm some controversial Twitter guy or whatever. But... I do. I do. I mean, there have been occasions. I mean, I, I think all of us. Zeddy, I do believe that there there is a camp out there that believes that Avatar like is not going to dominate. And I'm not an Avatar guy. I took mm-hmm. my son to see the movie. We saw it. I watched it on TNT. I don't. I'm not really a fan of it. I I I, I probably won't go see the second one in the theater. I don't know. Maybe we will. I don't know. 
But at the end of the day, if you think that Avatar won't do more box office than Black Adam and Shazam 2 combined, I think you're living in a multiverse somewhere where Avatar did not come out. Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time. They had to re-release it to beat Endgame only because Endgame never left the damn theater. Endgame played as long as it could and sucked every ticket out of everybody so that it could be the number one movie. They released Avatar for one weekend and it wound up reclaiming the top spot. They are going to release it again in the fall and is going to pile on and get significantly more money than Endgame. So I just say this because I, I, I just love like... It's like when people have takes, if it's in their favor, they enjoy them and they can, and then somebody else has a take they don't agree with and it it causes anger and hostility, but Mm -hmm. just open your mind with this. Like I'm a Batman fan. I'm a DC fan. I recognize I'll even go as far as to say is I believe Avatar 2 will do more box office than the Batman, Black Adam and Shazam 2 combined. Because I think we're looking at those movies about 1.7, 1.8 billion. I think Avatar might have a shot to it too. So it's coming. It's there. I think the move, I'm like you, Zeddy. I would have moved Shazam before, but we had some interesting discussion with Carlos from the Nerd Room where there is that week there where everybody's off. Christmas party. And I do think Shazam 2 is going to be a terrific movie. So maybe it will play better coming out after it. I'm confused. All I know is it's in a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. Either way we look at it, it's in a tough tough spot. spot. Yeah. (laughs) It's in a tough spot. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just reading about the technology that, that what James Cameron. Yeah. He's talking about, you know, is doing with this movie. I just, I'm sorry guys, you know, and he did do big money with Aquaman, right? What did he do with Aquaman? It did not. That's a good one. I just approach these things where I just try to look at them objectively rather than what, you know, what I really want, because what I want is stuff that don't happen. It's, it's not going to happen. I wanted the Batman to be successful. So I got that. You know what I mean? I got that. I want Black Adam to be successful. But these other things are on a much bigger level, I think. Um, and I believe the Avatar fan base is rabid, and it's there, and it's coming. Yeah, I definitely doubted it until recently, too. I didn't think it's been did, so huh? long. I did, and then last couple months, as things started ramping up and there started being word about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot how big this thing really is. Um, so I, I agree with a lot of what you shared. Mm-hmm. We got some stuff from Sony... Uh, Across the Spider-Verse actually got delayed till June 6, 2023 now, which is conveniently right around the Flash. Um, oh. They showed, oh. They showed <laughs> the opening, I believe, 15 <laughs> minutes of Miles with uh, Spider-Gwen and Miles fighting, or maybe it's just Spider-Gwen and the Vulture, and then Oscar Isaac's uh, Spider-Man 2099 and Issa Rae's Jessica Drew Spider-Woman are also in the clip. We also... They, we saw something from Craven the Hunter, which is filming right now, coming out January 2023. Uh, Madam Web is July 7, 2023, and then Beyond the Spider-Verse Part 2 is going to come out in 2024. And then Venom 3 was announced at CinemaCon. 
What about um, Spidey 4? Nothing. Nothing yet. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, here's other news, too, is John Watts no longer doing Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, interesting. that's interesting. That's very, very yeah, interesting. He wants a break from these big comic book movies, took a lot out mm. of them, and they hope to work together in the future. Then there was smaller reports that Watts is, is still going to do a Spider-Man 4 from smaller, but in a few years from now. So maybe he's taking some time off and yeah. he's only going to stick on Spider-Man. Um, of course, some theories on why the Fantastic Four thing changed, but that is... That gets into dangerous potential spoiler territory. No, we can't. We don't so want to get into that. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that, that one week from today. Uh, maybe any, maybe any, sooner. Any right? We might fire something up on the old Thursday night, right? Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, we have okay, to. So oh yeah. We're gonna have our own musings on the multiverse of madness, right? <laughs> yeah. Thursday night. Yes. Stay tuned, and then maybe we'll put up the audio too on Friday. Yeah. Who knows? All right. We'll figure that mm-hmm. out. I always forget we mm-hmm. do that. Because been because we well, skipped we do it for more yeah, we skipped yeah. there were there were copyright laws from Mario. Oh, or, there wasn't enough to yeah. bite to chew with that one. You couldn't do the, the, the video. <laughs> so is any any of this information I just said from Sony and then technically the MCU stuff is uh Watts. And then there was also Avatar mm-hmm. too, what kind of forever sizzle reel along with Lightyear. I don't yeah. Yeah. Um the Sony stuff is interesting for me too. Uh, Craven the Hunter coming out in January uh, next year. That's gonna be right around the corner, so that's exciting. Madam Web getting a release date. I'm in for. Uh, slowly getting excited for that thing. The Spider Verse movies getting delayed does kind of suck a little bit too. But hey, Black, good for Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when all said and done for that, that was a blessing in disguise for that movie. Biff. Um. So we'll see. Everything. Everything sounds great. Uh, Venom 3, obviously, that's like one of their hits at the studio, so why would you not move forward? Uh, with that, you know what? The Disney stuff is, uh, the MCU stuff is cool for me. I'm a, it's weird, man. I'm a little less tempered with this kind of stuff for some reason. Like, I, I'm excited for Thor. Black Panther 2 is still too ambiguous for me to get excited for it, but Surprise it kept its release date. I'm sure it's all, I'm sure it's all gonna be great. Um, and obviously, Lightyear, it's Toy Story. Come on, man, anything's gonna make boatloads of money. Uh, uh, so that's all. That's all exciting. I'm. I don't understand how Black. Uh, well, Black Panther two because they like just wrapped and they have a November. They must have nothing to do in post, or or yeah. it's gonna move again. I could see it moving again. Did you say when does the Spider Verse come out? June. June what? Next year. Six. It comes up before the Flash. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Two weeks. Huh. At least it's before the Flash. Because if it came out a week after The Flash, I would say, like, oh, my God, it's then, then Warner Brothers is going to move. They're going to flinch again. And for the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the idea that the first one didn't do, like, insane at the box office, that movie has aged incredibly. Yeah, this and is the, this is a different sequel. scenario. Yeah. And now I think there's a, a massive belief. Listen, the Marvel fans, they drive stuff. And... Mm. Yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly why a few days from now, how they drive stuff and they really listen. And I know that's Sony. I know Sony and the MCU are not the same thing, but uh, they've already like teased that some of the Spider-Verse stuff you might eventually see in live action. So that's the biggest incentive of all time So to support these movies. Yeah. So for me right now, I'm, you know, whatever this stuff is, it's all, it's great. Would I'm craving the Hunter be a masterpiece. No, yes or no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out myself. So like, so like next year, it just movie wise. Now we have on the DC slate, we have 
Aquaman. Your mamas. The, the Flash. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Ah, my son. What a good, <laughs> good boy. And then we have a Batgirl, right? We think we have Batgirl. We, we don't, don't know where Batgirl, Batgirl is going yet. And, we don't know about and, that one and yet. And then correct me if I'm wrong. For Marvel, we have we have the Marvels. The Marvels. And what else? Yeah, man. And the Watch. Which, which, which swap dates? Right. So yep. so I'm going to say that... I don't know when those dates are. But Marvel's got to start announcing something exciting because that's all they well, have next year. Well... It's coming after the multiverse. After... The multiverse of music. <laughs> after... Thursday. Thursday. Do it like Trump. <laughs> oh, my terrible Donald Trump. After Thursday. 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 I, I also do not no, support this no, person. No, 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 no. This is just an impression. <laughs> After Thursday, the questions will be answered for future Marvel Studios films and castings. I it's going to be huge. Everyone's saying this. It's going to be huge. Everyone's saying this. Everyone's saying this is going to be huge. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know... Yo, yeah. yeah so totally there's going to be yeah, the yeah. Marvel, the, the what you just... Oh. It's Funko Pop. It's fun- <laughs> collapsed. Doctor Strange is causing a yeah, multiverse yeah. reaction yeah, over there. What you're trying to say is after Thursday, some light might be shed. I think there will be a massive announcement between uh, Strange and Thor. About the mm. projects coming. About a project coming because they also just had their retreat their retreat that planned out the next 10 years okay um and the watch news came out of that oh it did so with statements from both of them gotcha so if they're still planning on oh i'm getting but if they're still planning on that film to come out late 2023 or first quarter 2024 like they announced back at investor day i know that can change i'm ready for it myself. they're gonna need to get the ball rolling on that oh you know and <laughs> maybe after thursday we will have an idea okay speculatory you allegedly know, allegedly allegedly you know there were some sony leaks but we're oh, not gonna confirm so them bad. they sound oh yeah awful. they sound like Craven sounds awful. Craven sounds awful. And I mean, really if bad. someone wants to DM me or something, you want to know <laughs> about it, but it just sounds it's, incredibly. But what we do know is that Toby McGoat is in all of them, so who cares? Well, here, let's talk about Rainy. Like, first of all, Rainy has been making the steam, the talk show circuit, if you will. Oh, and Jesus. I am loving what he does, but I mean, apparently he looks like, and it'll probably never happen, but he's, he's talking about, like, um, you know, Spider Man 4. That he would definitely be interested in making it if if, if the story's good, if, if the, the actors and, and if Toby believes in it, and the actors want to come back, and you make a compelling villain. Um, I love that he says he messed up on three. I I mm. I think this is a great guy. I think he, I think he really knows that there was a better version of three, and he just was it. I didn't read the whole thing. Did he rush through it, or what did he? Did you, there was a lot of different things. There was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I okay. like when I uh, hear a director take some accountability. I like when the directors take <laughs> accountability, man. That's fantastic. I love it, man. To be able to come out and say, you know what? There was a better movie there, and I didn't give that movie to the audience, and that he, he would like to pay the audience back with four. That, yeah, with, I mean, with that sentiment. That's really, really great, man. Then I, you look at the Josh Trank stuff, and he's like, I knew that movie was awful and it was terrible. It's whatever. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Settle down. 
Um, but yeah, I have no take on the Sony stuff because I want it all, even if it's, you know, if it ends up not being good because I'm a Spider-Man fan, I want to see the Spider-Man universe continue. I don't know what that means. And if it's what those leaks are saying, it ain't particularly great, but uh, we'll see. Uh, and then the last thing that I know is that he really wants to talk about, and then I'm happy to talk about it, is they, oh, baby. they ended up at CinemaCon actually screening uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah, yeah, And the reactions are like, it's the best movie ever made. The reactions Uh, are unbelievable. So, which is really cool. So, Zed, did that. uh, For you being (laughs) one who was excited for this, um, tell me what you, how how are you feeling on this? Oh, gentlemen, I am feeling the need for speed now more than ever. I am going to get my white t-shirt and my light blue jeans and my sunglasses. I'll probably bring a beach ball with me to the theater. That's awesome. And we're going to endorse ourselves in some Top Gun Maverick. Uh, all seriousness, look, I'm excited. It feels like the movie that I've waited for uh, for a year for. It. The, they, were, they delayed it so many times. So many streaming services tried to pick it up. Uh, Paramount said, no, this is going to be theater exclusive. Uh, tons of reactions coming out that saying it could be the blockbuster of the summer. Uh, might've got too carried away with endorsing that one, but, uh, I, I feel really confident. I think it's going to be a great movie. I hope it is as huge as people are saying it is. And man, that's another one. I think tickets go on sale in two days. So I'm, I'm excited to, uh, see some Maverick in just a few weeks here yeah the how about you guys the buzz that i have seen on it has been really like over the top and i don't mean like just like this looks like a good movie it's it's been like exhilarating to see critic after critic say it i was one of the first people to tell you that i'm not a particularly big fan of the first movie it it came out at a time when i might have been at an age of where I was moving beyond certain movies or I, I didn't take it seriously. To me, I, I looked at it more like a, almost like a tongue in cheek comedy. I've, I've rewatched it several times. It doesn't do a lot for me. And yet it's not, I'm not anti Tom Cruise because I love a few good men in the firm. And I think rain men, I, I think while he irritates me sometimes I do, he's made some of the best movies I've ever seen. Correct. I will go see this movie because I want to, I've heard that the, cinematography and the cgi what they've done is supposed to be like on another level see i didn't mean to disagree with you that it won't be a top five movie i just don't i think there's just too much stuff coming out this year on a grand level because you know one thing we don't talk about and i don't know why we forget to talk about the dinosaurs eh? the dinosaurs when you guys used to run around and pretend you were tyrannosaurus rex (laughs) and velociraptors because I do think that movie might be the biggest movie of the year unless Avatar can do enough in the three weeks. It could be that strong. But we don't talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Will be. But we yep. will be. And so, Z, I look at that and I pile on Doctor Strange and Love and Thunder and avatar i don't know black adam i mean i think it's gotta do it's gotta be somewhere do what the batman did so i don't know if top gun when it plays it's got competition coming right after it i don't know that it can do enough to be in the top five but i certainly think it'll be a top 10 movie and you know good listen good for everybody that loves man i'm not here to tell i'm not here to rain i just try to be objective with that stuff i mean you know, Tom Cruise is a serious film actor. 
he tries to deliver. He tries to give the people what they want. Forget about all the personal stuff aside. Um, it's a damn shame the mummy was such a failure because that was supposed to really <laughs> set up the Universal Monsters <laughs> universe, sure which it just you know it it really derailed that plan. But mm-hmm. I'm not was- I'm not rooting against Top Gun at all, even though I'm not. And maybe I go see it. And, that plan like, was going to derail anyway. And and you're and you one of your favorite people, Lady Gaga, is supposed to have a banger of a song, dude. It's wow. supposed to bang. And the winner for best original song at the yeah. Oscars goes to. Already going to her. It's yeah, supposed no. to bang. I had a problem with Gaga. It was the fans that came at me. Yeah. But now <laughs> they're the uh, Top Gun song, and now they all love it. Nico's ongoing feud with the no, Gaga fans. Said, you know it's going to be a banger no, song. Yeah, no. you know? No, no, she's she's one of the best artists of all time. Yeah, my, yeah. of this modern generation, mm-hmm. she li- quite literally is. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Lady. And Nico has now gained one thousand more followers on TikTok for saying that. It was. <laughs> um, I don't know if there was anything else. Was there anything else? No. Uh, I don't think we missed much else, right? Tomorrow's some big. The rest of it was just non yeah, non superhero related stuff. Yeah. Up and it's gonna be aggravating. Yeah. Or today. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because it's Monday when they listen. It's Monday when they listen. Yeah, so I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some stuff will drop. But listen, as we as we end this podcast, it's it's a big week. I mean, we got we got the Doctor Strange. This is this is, is there? Let me let me put this to you as we close out. Is there any chance that this movie that sucks. this movie? Yeah. If there's a one percent chance, oh, what he's doing? Is there a chance the movie sucks? Is what you're asking me? Is there a chance? Because I'm not like I'm a Sam Raimi fan, but I see you get really antsy because you're you're a gatekeeper of Sam Raimi. I am. He is a gatekeeper of Sam Raimi. Just wait till my call again. Okay. Um, I'm sure he has a simple plan, Nico. Don't worry. That's another good one. That's not the one I was going to talk about, but that is. Oh, was that? Shout out to you. I know. I'm talking about a fairly more recent one. Um, listen. What, is what that evil? Is there? A, <laughs> if there's a one percent chance, is there any <clears throat> chance that this movie? Now, let me put it to you this way: Do you think this movie will do what No Way Home did? Because I don't think it's doing one point nine. Bill, I really don't. Here's what I think. I don't think Here's it's doing 1.8, 1.9. Here's what I think. Go ahead. Are you listening? I'm next to you. I can't help but listen. Okay. Even if I don't want to, me and no, Teddy have to listen. There's times where I watch you staring off in the space. There's times where I know you're staring off in the space. I think it will not do what No Way Home did, but I think it will end up being the fifth highest MCU movie. I think the opening is going to be north of 200 million. So you're saying at least 1.5, right? Yeah, I don't think it'll have the legs that No Way Home did at all. Because of Top Gun coming out. Sure. Yes. And that does hit in three weeks. And then immediately after that is going to be what Jurassic. And then so. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot at the multiplex in June and July. It's absolutely nuts. But I do think these next three are going to be huge. And I think it'll maybe rival the domestic number of uh, Black Panther that's at number five. I think it can go close. Interesting. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do. I have no idea. I, I do. I, I'm not. Zeddy, what do you think? I asked a question because I, you know, there's so much 
so many rumors about this movie. And the mm. movie we just last saw delivered so masterfully and beautifully with No Way Home. It, it So what do you think, buddy? Is this... You'll, you'll actually know tomorrow. You'll know yeah, tomorrow. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I think I'll have everyone seeing it. Up at 9 yeah. Or oh. at 11 p.m. Central. Oh, that's exciting. You'll know how yeah. people feel. We're going to be at Journey when that happens. Though. That's exciting. So we're not going to see those two yeah. the way out. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing Journey yeah. tomorrow. Well, I'm going to save that for hey. you. Hey. I'm believing. Yeah. Well, you, got, you guys are going your separate ways on the, on that day, or what? How oh, we yeah. touched it when us. Uh, is that a yeah? So, what do you think? Um, what was your question again? It yeah, no, I, I I think I think it yeah, I think it'll land in the top five. I think it's gonna be hard to beat what No Way Home did. I know there's cameos up the wazoo in this movie. Apparently, we'll see how big. Uh, most, if not all of them, are. But it's also moving under two hours, I believe, too. So it's two hours, yeah. It feels like pretty accessible. It feels like Disney might have set themselves up for a nice, uh, multiple rewatchable film. So we'll we'll see if multiple viewings are a thing with this movie because I wasn't super hot on the first movie, uh, but it feels like Sam Raimi might have corrected this with Doctor Strange. So we'll see, man. You know, it it has everything it does to at least make a lot of money. I don't know if it's gonna be one of the highest grossing Marvel movies of all time, but hey. Crazier things have happened. You know, I just look at it, and and there's nobody that's big box office. Like this will be their first time leading a big box office movie. Because I know Benedict's been in all the big ones, but now he's really front and center here. And mm-hmm. I know he was in Spider Man, but he's not the reason. You're forgetting the ace in the hole in this film. You're forgetting the ace in this movie that I promise you has a huge fan base. And you're going to find out that this person is big box office. Come on, man. It's the other freaking person, Wanda. Oh, with Wanda. I don't. I'll do my little hand thing over here. I don't know know that she's big box office, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I said, we'll see. I'm not saying she is. I don't know. I said, we'll it's, see. It's like Margot. Come on now. It's like Margot Robbie. <laughs> she's not big box office. But I, I don't. But I don't Margot know. Robbie didn't have like one division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, oh, but she's going to make a billion dollars as Barbie, though. Because she's Barbie, I'm kidding. Yeah, at the end of the day here. Mass. We'll see. One division. <laughs> All right. And she's got her stance. I get it. I get it. She is the yeah. most yeah. liked. I can confidently mm-hmm. tell you, as has of right now, as you like to say, has has, has of right now. <laughs> I firmly believe there. I don't. There's not technically stats to back this up, but I think Wanda is the most popular female MCU character at this moment in time, and that movie will solidify that. They really don't have many. Correct. They don't have many. And I know people mm. are gonna say Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. It's but not the girl like that does the Nissan commercials. We know, we know yeah. that she's not. Yeah, people don't really like. She, they don't really like her. And, and 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 I think there's a few to come. I think there's a few uh, a few female leads that are coming, and mm. one of them might be in this Doctor Strange movie, right? Um, is it America? What's her name? America Chavez. Yeah. Okay, so oh, I think yeah. she's got a show. I think there's they're coming. I think the. The Marvel women are coming. You said America. I thought I thought you were going towards some other spoiler real quick. Oh shit! I said, "Well, I said, you must have misspoke." Zeddy, I did it. I killed those people. Don't lose your head, Mister Caruso. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Maybe we're gonna do a new thing. You were gonna (laughs) give Doctor Strange spoilers, were you not, Mister C? Oh, it was right there in front of you. You didn't see it. I guess I give you. You're not as smart as I 
thought you were. Oh, God. Pretty soon we're going to come up with a segment based on Riddler's stream. Hey, Kevin, just wanted to say thanks for all the tips on characters to put in the movie. I hope it all works out. Are we at the call-in segment? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you just set it up. I know I did, but I didn't do it like I usually do it, you know. Daddy. What happened here? But Daddy. Daddy. Shout out to that kid. I wonder what he's doing. Got the needs. Little Jim Gordon. Little Jim Gordon. Okay. All right. My call it in. Uh, Nick kind of spoiled it, but um, tomorrow night we're going to see the rock group Journey in the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, which 41 years ago during the Escape Tour, I camped out at that arena and saw Journey. I think it was four times. So it's kind of a trip to be like Zeddy 41 years later. Yeah. There, yeah, a lot of the band members are different. We all know that. And but the songs are still there, they're timeless. So I'm gonna call it in and then we'll I'll be tweeting. I'll probably be live tweeting with Nico tomorrow night from the show. Um, so pretty excited about that. Pretty excited to see Journey. Steve Perry has always been one of my favorite singers. Of course, he's no longer with the group. It's a shame, but he's a legend to me, much in the way like Neil Adams is a legend to me, Frank Sinatra is a legend to me. Eddie Van Halen is a legend to me. Kiss are legends to me. But Steve Perry has always been somebody that I have just absolutely loved and adored as a as a vocalist, one of the greatest of all time. Tomorrow we're going to see a young man, uh, Arnold Panetta, who I think does a fantastic job with the catalog, I think in his own right, mm-hmm. kind of made it his own. And so my call it in is I never stop believing. I have faith, faithfully. And uh, I'm good to myself. I'm good to myself. I'm trying to go. The lights go down. The lights go down in the city. Um, The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Uh, Do you have anything or no? I don't think you have anything. So Nathan Gamble played uh, James Gordon Jr. And he's actually the star of Dolphin Tale, the hit 2011 film. And then I'll tell you I mean, he's done other stuff. That's good. Actually, no movie since 2018 and no TV since an episode of Bones in 2017. So if you That's like okay. Bones, shout, shout out to Bones. Nathan Gamble. Shout out to Nathan Gamble. Uh, my call it in is uh, please this week or weekend. Well, no, it's going to be Doctor Strange. Never mind. It's too late. Um, if you have something to do the next three days before seeing Doctor Strange, please see a different movie in theaters. There's Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Northman, and The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Three awesome movies right now that you should definitely support. And my other call it in is that I recently doing a little bit of a Sam Raimi rewatch to get me excited for the multi of madness. And I watched uh, Friday night, one of the most underrated horror movies of all time, drag me to hell, uh, starring Justin long, um, our guy from dodgeball and Allison long, I think her name was. And that, that movie is so much fun. It's so campy. It's so wild and weird, but man, it's awesome. As long as this movie has Raimi's visual style, which it looks like it really does. Because when when it comes to story and plot, the MCU films are the MCU films. There's not much you can do about that. So as long as it like feels like him, and from what I'm seeing in these new TV spots, there's not a Raimi style. So I'm in. I'm you excited. know what though? I think he's a liar though, because he said Marvel had absolutely no input. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there there's ways to look at that. And I don't want to get into it because I think he understood that. 
he's going to have to make the movie the way Feige needs it. And I think someone like Bruce Campbell, who's removed from the process, just saw it as overhaul. Mm. Directors have to know by now what they're signing up for and how these things can change on a dime. And whether he's frustrated or not, I still ultimately think they made the movie that they were supposed to. And I say the movie they're supposed to because this movie ended up being after No Way Home. It was supposed to be before. So there were definitely things that changed and that they needed to do to keep the continuity of the universe. Uh, there was even talk of James Gunn said on his Instagram story he had to consult with Taika with the Guardians mm. for Love and Thunder to mm. keep consistency. Okay. Um, and he needed, he, he actually said, I asked Taika, I needed some things adjusted from what he was going to do. So it's how they do business. I was more nervous with the Bruce Campbell thing, but the, the, the more I see it and the more I li listen to Sam Raimi talk, I know it could all just be, he said, she said, but I, I, when you realize this is how they do business, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think we're going to be okay. So that's how they call it. Yeah, my call it in is um, I started a TikTok channel uh, where I'm going to be reviewing TV shows. So you can give me a follow at Nick Zednik. I will be having two TikToks by the time you guys uh, listen to this recording. One of them is a non-spoiler review on Ozark Season 4, which I have watched. Um, and then the other one is something that I'm calling TV Time, where I just picked four TV shows that I'm watching that I think you should be watching. So... Go give uh, those TikToks a watch and uh, comment what you thought, because I'm open to anything. So this is the first time doing something like this, yeah. and we'll see how it goes. Hell yeah. Loving it. It's going to be great, man. I'm going to so. share you. I'm going to try to do the whole go. Ozark today. Tonight. I'm going to try to do it. It's only, it's only seven. So, I mean, they're like over an hour, but it goes by. It'll yeah. go by. I'm going to try to yeah. start about 6.37 and then just go into the wee small hours. I don't know. I say that I probably won't be able to do it, but I'm gonna try. There's no shiny. Yeah. No. There you go. So. Daddy, bring us home. All right, guys. Let's do some plugs here, Mr. C. Where can everybody find you? And Caruso Jr. on Twitter. And we had a great uh, episode we recorded with drummer Rob Ten RBTE right between the eyes. Our Kiss podcast. We had the pleasure of interviewing uh, a young gentleman, Ron. Ron Williams. Ron Williams, who wrote the book called "I Stole Your Love." It is a, uh, a historical journey of what Kiss meant to him as a young man growing up in Canada. So that will be out, I think, on Thursday. Thursday, when the episode normally drops. You can follow me everywhere on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok. I do movie reviews there at Nico Crusoe, N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. Also, stay tuned for another episode of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition at Italians for Spidey. Uh, life has been definitely in the way work has been crazy so we are trying to get back to that uh, we had one idea for something that kind of fell through but we will definitely be talking about the relaunch i guess it's a relaunch amazing spider-man is that issue number one again with uh john romita jr back on the artwork and it was definitely i really liked it uh you have not read it uh pete has not read it yet i don't think um it, it's interesting i really liked it but it's definitely i think they went for a little bit of a shock factor at the end i wasn't crazy about the last panel per se but who knows who knows it's just good to have jrj back on that artwork Yeet. sorry <laughs> amazing amazing you guys can follow me on twitter at nick Zenick. uh give my letterbox follow at zeddy films and like I just said a few minutes ago, give my TikTok a follow at Nick Zendik because I'll be having some TV reviews coming on that channel uh, very shortly. But most importantly, follow this show on Twitter at Vigilante1939. 
because that's the place where you don't want to miss anything that we got going on. So, as always, we'll be back in some shape or form, most likely with our review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, that'll be a spoiler review. Just going to throw that out there right now. So, make sure you've seen the movie before you listen to our episode on that. So, until then, for Nico Crusoe, for his father, Nick Crusoe Jr., my name's Xanik, and as Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Mm-hmm.